Welcome to episode 66 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to give you a test to determine whether or not you really know Calvary's love. Let's dive in. I've often said on this podcast that there's a dramatic difference between knowing about something and actually knowing it. In the Greek, there's actually two different words that emphasize this idea. One is this idea of knowing something, but through facts, data, and information. It's like, well, yeah, I read that somewhere or I heard about it. But there's another word that emphasizes the idea of knowing something, but knowing it through intimacy and relationship and experience. Several years ago, I came across an incredible little book by Amy Carmichael. Amy Carmichael was a missionary in India, and she just really gave her life to rescue these young women from temple prostitution. Just an incredible woman, and I highly encourage you to read her biography by Elizabeth Elliot called A Chance to Die. But Amy Carmichael wrote this incredible little book called If, just called If. And the book is basically this enunciation of 1 Corinthians 13, looking at what does it mean to actually know Calvary's love. Now, it's interesting that Amy Carmichael walks through a variety of different statements and just basically says, hey, if you've done this or if you don't do this, then you know nothing of Calvary's love. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to read some of those. And when I hear them, and sometimes it's like, no, 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 you don't don't understand. I actually know Calvary's love. But do I know it in terms of facts, data, and information, or have I fully experienced Calvary's love? Because what Amy Carmichael is poking at is, if I've truly experienced, if I truly brought forth in reality in my life, Calvary's love, then my life is going to be transformed. My life will not look the same as it always has. And so I want to read you a few of these statements from the book, If, and really press you, allow the Holy Spirit to press you in this idea of, do you actually know, have you experienced the reality of Calvary's love? Do do you merely esteem the cross and what God has done and and it's just merely on the plane of information or do you actually know it? Do you know it in the sense of, oh, I've experienced it. I I, I can relate to it. I have relationship. Wow, I, I have intimacy with Jesus Christ and I've fully come to embrace Calvary's love. Why? Because my life can be defined by Calvary's love. Well, let me just read you a few of these. And again, I encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to convict and press you. So listen to what Amy Carmichael says. She writes, If I find myself taking lapses for granted, oh, that's what they always do. Oh, of course she talks like that. He acts like that. Then I know nothing of Calvary's love. If I can enjoy a joke at the expense of another, if I can in any way slight another in conversation or even in thought, then I know nothing of Calvary's love. If I can write an unkind letter, speak an unkind word, think an unkind thought without grief and shame, then I know nothing of Calvary's love. If I can rebuke without a pang, then I know nothing of Calvary love. If my attitude be one of fear and not faith about one who has disappointed me, if I say just what I expected, if fall occurs, then I know nothing of Calvary's love. If I'm afraid to speak the truth, lest I lose affection, or lest the one concerned should say, you do not understand, or because I fear to lose my reputation for kindness, 
If I put my own good name before the other's highest good, then I know nothing of Calvary love. If I am content to heal a hurt slightly saying, peace, peace, where there is no peace. If I forget a poignant word, let love be with dissimulation and blunt the edge of truth, speaking not right things, but smooth things, then I know nothing of Calvary love. If I hold on to choices of any kind just because they are my choice, then I know nothing of Calvary love. If I am soft to myself and slide comfortably into self-pity and self-sympathy, if I do not by the grace of God practice fortitude, then I know nothing of Calvary love. If I myself dominate myself, if my thoughts revolve around myself, if I am so occupied with myself, I rarely have a heart at leisure from myself, then I know nothing of Calvary love. If I have not compassion on my fellow servant, even as my Lord had pity on me, then I know nothing of Calvary love. If souls can suffer alongside me, and I hardly know it, because the spirit of discernment is not in me, well, then I know nothing of Calvary's love. Wow, I don't know about you, but those statements are convicting. And the truth is, I want to know Calvary's love. I don't want to just know about his love. I don't want to just know about the cross. I want to fully experience the reality of heaven in my life. I want the cross to be the defining reality of my soul. I want his love and his purpose and his plan, his Calvary love to be that which defines my life. In essence, I want the life of Jesus to define my life. Well, what about you? Does Calvary's love define you? Do you know Calvary's love? Or is it mere something you esteem or something you just merely know about? And the way that you would know that is, are you being transformed evermore into the likeness of Jesus? That is the, is the definition of the cross, the, the reality of that cross event. Is that becoming the definition of your life? That when someone looks at you, they say, wow, I see the cross being demonstrated. That you're, you're not thinking about yourself. You're bleeding, suffering, and dying for the world around you. That, that when people look at your life, they say, wow, your life is marked by the life of Christ, which is a life of love. And the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is just exploding out of your life. Not because you're gritting your teeth and trying to produce fruit, but because, wow, I'm grafted into this vine called Jesus. And as I abide in the vine, my life can't help but bear fruit. See, is your life being defined by Jesus Christ? Is your life being transformed all the more into his likeness? Hey, read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Is, is the definition of love the definition of your life? Could you replace the word love with your life? That you are patient, that you are kind, that, that you are not envious or rude or... See, does that define you? Because you realize that defined the life of Jesus. Wow, what a reality. And I want to experience that. And I want you to have that life as well. Well, I want to finish with this. One of my great friends, Kate Rosen, who just is an incredible gifted musician and, and songwriter and just really has a passionate heart for Jesus Christ and his word and, and for in his life to be demonstrated. Well, she's out attending school in Minnesota. And it's interesting. We were, we were in church, and this is several weeks ago, and we were singing this song. And I was so captivated by the lyrics. And I was like, that is so good. 
So I did a quick search to see if I can find it online somewhere. I was like, wow, I really want to hear this later. And I couldn't find it anywhere. So I went up to one of our tech guys after the church service was over. And I said, hey, that song that we sang at the very end, what's it called? Where did it come from? He's like, oh, well, you know, our worship team wrote that. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. That's so amazing. And I was talking to one of our worship team members and they said, well, yeah, Kate Rosen wrote that song. And I was like, whoa, that's so amazing. And I want to read you the lyrics for this song because it's all about Calvary's love. And it's interesting. I was talking to Kate not long ago and she said that it really was Amy Carmichael's little book that this is kind of based off of. But I want you to hear this afresh. And does this reality define your life? So the song is called Calvary Love. It's by Kate Rosen. And listen to the lyrics. It's genuine love I desire, a love for the foot of the cross. Sanctify me, holy fire, as you remove the dross, that I'd be like you. There's no one beside you. Place in me a heart like yours, a passionate life that's pure. Not my will, but yours be done. Make my life a vessel of Calvary love, a vessel of Calvary love. It's fervent love I desire, a spirit that serves the Lord. Start in me a revival as I hold fast to your word, that I'd be like you. There's no one beside you. Place in me a heart like yours, a passionate life that's pure. Not my will, but yours be done. Make my life a vessel of Calvary love. And may that prayer be yours as well. That you would come before our Lord and say, make my life a vessel of Calvary love. That it's not my will, but yours be done. And, and give me a passionate life that's really centered and focused and being built and shaped and formed like yours. In other words, <laughs> Jesus, make me like you. And let your life be the defining reality for my life. Wow, I long for that in your life. I want that said about me as well. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of all those quotes I read by Amy Carmichael, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 66 for episode number 66. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.